Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology today. I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm so thankful to be your host. Things sound a little different. I am sitting outside today. It's about almost 5.30, and it's just such a cool evening that uh, I thought I'd sit outside. So you may hear birds or maybe cars or something. Anyhow, let's get started. We're going to look today at the Arch of Titus. I have mentioned that before in a previous podcast, but it's been some time ago. But I thought we would look at that in biblical archaeology because it's just so fascinating. It's written in Latin. Of course, Titus and his uh, and Vespasian would have been his father, both Roman emperors and both credited with winning the war in the Holy Land against the Jews, the first war, second one, the Bar Kokhba Revolt, 132 to 135 A.D. So this magnificent, beautiful arch is in Rome, and it shows spoils from the sack of Jerusalem. We're on Wikipedia. By the way, thanks for being here with us. It was built about 82 A.D., and so the menorah is seen. So we kind of know what the menorah looked like. Trumpets. And also what might be the table of shewbread. Remember I had a friend that said that um, he was playing with a friend about shewbread. And he put like bread on the ground. And then when his son would look away, he'd kick it. And he'd say, see, it's shewbread. It's shewy. <laughs> He said he had a lot of fun with that. So the arch contains panels depicting the triumphal procession celebrated in 71 AD after the Roman victory culminating in the fall of Jerusalem. A triumph was their highest form of celebration. An ovation was just below that. It was constructed in AD 81 by the Emperor Domitian shortly after the death of his older brother Titus to commemorate Titus' official deification or consecratio and the victory of Titus, the victory of Titus together with their father Vespasian over the Jewish rebellion. And so it became a symbol of the Jewish diaspora and the menorah depicted on the arch served as the model for the menorah used as emblem for the state of Israel. The arch has provided the general model for many triumphal arches erected since the 16th century, perhaps most famously its inspiration for the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. And so it's pretty amazing. It's 50 feet high, 44 feet in width, 15.5 feet in depth. The inner archway is 27 feet high, 17.5 feet in width. And I'm sitting here looking at close-up uh, pictures of it. Pretty amazing. It looks like the menorah is on the south inner panel. And the sprandles on the upper left and right of the arch contain personifications of victory as winged women. Between the sprandles is the keystone on which there stands a female on the east side and a male on the west side. There's a relief of the apotheosis of Titus at the center as well. 
And so the menorah is the focus. Some people think the um, Ark of the Covenant was carried away at this time, and somehow the Vatican still has that. I don't know. You would think it would be on here if it was. I don't know if there's any secular attestation to that. So, pretty interesting thoughts. Other people think the Ark of the Covenant was hidden in the well of souls underneath the temple. And so, could be there's been some uh, rabbis that said they've heard the divine snortings, which is the glory of God snorting under there. Randall Price has some good things on that. So, other sacred objects in the triumphal procession are the golden trumpets, the fire pans for moving the ashes from the altar, and the table of shoebread. And these spoils were likely originally colored gold with the background in blue. And the 2012 Arch of Titus digital restoration project discovered remains of 11, excuse me, yellow okra paint on the menorah relief. So, pretty interesting, but it obviously serves archaeology. Jews were in the Holy Land, there was a war, there was a temple, obviously, and all of these things show that the history of the destruction of Jerusalem is absolutely horrific. It's estimated 1.6 million people died in that. And uh, that's the reason some people who have various views of Bible prophecy, which I don't have, they kind of minimize the Holocaust because they're like, well, in, in their thinking of Bible prophecy, the destruction in 70 AD was the worst thing the Jews were ever going to encounter. 1.6 million people died. So they're like, so it couldn't have been 1.6 million people died in the Holocaust. Well, I don't have that view of prophecy. I've actually done a video on our YouTube channel, New Life of Albany, Georgia, um, just doing a quick rundown of the different people who died in the Holocaust. And, you know, of, of Jews, it was seemed to be real close to 6 million. It was either 6 million or above. <laughs> I mean, it may have been slightly below, but or, or above. could have been above 6 million that died, but 6 million is just a good round figure. And other people obviously died during that. Other people are like, well, why isn't the whole of the Mar of the Ukrainians held to the same standard or the genocide of, of people, primarily Christians um, in the Ottoman Empire in the 1917, 16 through 21, 22 era, you know, held to the same standard. Well, there are various people who do commemorate those groups, and they were all horrific things. Any type of genocide is a horrific, horrific thing. So the Arch of Titus, shoebread table, menorah, uh, fire pans, trumpets, so many things, all showing the Bible is absolutely true. God bless you. We love you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And please share with your friends and family, and church family, Sunday school classes, college groups, homeschoolers, whoever you think might would benefit. And uh, please pray for us. Might want to write a little notebook or journal of things you find interesting every day because you will have in four to six weeks a power-packed apologetics library in four to six months it's going to be almost like unparalleled of just little things you learn every day a little bit every day 
I know a person says just improve 1% every day, you'll be shocked. <laughs> Amen. God bless. We love you. We'll talk with you later. Bye-bye.